Hello, family, and welcome back to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I am joined by my dear friend, Ray. And Ray is a holistic health practitioner. She's a peer advocate. And I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. When I met Ray, we met in a spiritual community together, and we have such parallels in our spiritual journey. And I never thought that I would ever find someone who had so many similarities to me. Cause of course I think that I'm so unique in my <laughs> human experience. And then I found somebody who had so many mirrored experiences to me. It was too divine to not <laughs> connect. And we, yeah, anyway, I'm going to toss it over to Ray so that uh, that you can share your experience. And uh, I'm so grateful for your willingness to serve the community. Thanks. Yeah, Betty, so grateful, so much gratitude for all the events that brought us to be here. It's just even just talking about that instance of us meeting, I'm brought back like energetically to that like excitement and that, that like thinning of the veil right because like before for me yeah there was this sort of oh like my experience is so my own and I I felt lost in that like a little bit and it was such a beautiful like breaking open to experience and you're such a joyous like receptive person too so like to have that dialogue (laughs) and that experience was awesome so yeah, there's been this culmination of things that have brought me to where I am today. And that is just one little snippet of the magic behind it all. Right. And so I guess I'll start from where I feel the beginning is. And it it started, yeah, like young, right? Uh, I always had this heavy but magical awareness of what was going on around me and even with my parents I felt like as much as I respected and loved them there was just this like not being as present as I could have been in my childhood and so that was great it was fine but it also brought and so because of that it brought this opportunity for me to develop it on my own and and get comfortable with it and so I mean my childhood was a lot of uh there was you know some abuse that went on but the peaceful part of it was right like I would be able to to leave that knowing that because religion was such a reason like a a thing for people to excuse the bad actions behind um, fear of, of whatever that that comes from religion and being honest and authentic about real experiences. Um, it it brought this ability for me to separate from like this rat race, right? And but then I grew up a little bit <laughs> like I got into my teen years and when we're teen when I was a teen even before but like I was just I wanted to like fit in I wanted to see 
what the big deal was. It terrified me a little bit because I had older brothers who were more experienced than me and the reaction that I brought was just really intense, like in my family. And so I like dipped a couple feet in, right? And that lack of guidance, um, I ended up diving like head first, right? So my experience was I ended up using like some like pretty heavy drugs in the end <laughs> that like were really intense for me. And um there was this one instance where I was just super strung out and you know, I I ended up like making this somatic memory in my body that even after my sobriety, it, it was such a it was a guide, but it was also such like a a heavy guide, right? The somatic memory. And like not only to add on to that, right? The magical experience that I had that got me sober, right? Like I have uh I grew up with a very dear cousin of mine. We were separated by different states and different high schools and schools growing up. But every time we were together, and even when we were apart, it was just this solace that came, like, into my heart. And just knowing that she was there, like, made everything better. And, um, you know, like I said, different lives. She got into drugs on her own, too. And long story short, she passed away. And my family was like, whoa, that's really intense. She was younger than me. They're like, what are you going to do? Die as well? And so they sent me to go do this psychedelic experience with this medicine called Ibogaine. And I like hadn't really, you know, dived into that realm of myself for so long because I had been using such heavy drugs and now it was so unfamiliar. And so she was this guy for me, you know, coming out of that experience and, and with this heavy somatic memory that I had developed in um in my right before getting sober heaviest like kind of rock bottom area and so it was just even in my heaviest moments right there was this peace that would come over me like just this peace and this pink aura and everything would glow right in, in these moments where I just felt so desperate like nothing was working the universe was all you know, and, and against me, right? And so, like, I, I was able with like this guidance of, of her, and just my future, right? Like, just kind of feeling out what that was again, right? Because with drug use, at least in my experience, my intuition had been hijacked so many times by the drug use and. So it was it, it was an interesting journey, right? Like coming uh, through that. And the reason I bring up the somatic memory as well is because it's been this onion for me. Like I was just, I was very like tight and tense in the beginning of my sobriety. And I had this memory of like sitting in this church right after my cousin's wake, like not in a good way with my like rehab people. And I was all like tense and twitchy. And they're like, I remember when I was like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for me to move past, right? 
And so it was this like fire within me and this onion kept unlocking, right? And every time this onion would unlock or unravel or unpeel, right? Um, it was as if this like angst and like this anger was like being like, like melted away, right? And all of the, all of the people that, that I met along the way were such guides to me in, in believing that this process was something that could be done, right? For, for the experience that, you know, we've had, right? That we've shared of, um, right? Like people not respecting my space and essentially, you know, uh, creating a, a break in, in my ability to ground for years in that sobriety as well. Uh, my point is, is like through all of those experiences as bizarre and weird and like kind of out of body, right? Like as they were, they loosened myself from this like, oh, the world is happening to me. It's like, no, like this is my sole mission. I'm I'm finding things out from these people, like and and feeling these things from these people because deep down, like I'd I'd experience these terrible things and then I'd let it go and, and like I'd have this major like somatic release. And it was just bizarre because I'd be so angry during it and I'd be like, ah, you know, and then like all of a sudden it was just gone. And I was like, was this really meant to happen? right <laughs> um for me personally right and I, I believe it could have been a little easier <laughs> could have suffered a little less but whatever <laughs> um but yeah so it's it's just been this amazing thing i mean even even in the times before i was able to peel the onion right when i gave up on on living in my in my use right i i tried passing twice and one time i had left my body right and i saw myself laying on the bed and i was like oh wow i'm dying i was like this this is real this is really real and i was like i'm not ready for this i'm not i'm not done you know and i didn't know what it was because five minutes before i was completely done <laughs> you know but it was just this feeling and um and then you know that universal thing happens my brother happened to slam my door into my room walking into my room and i shot back into my body and i can i ended up in the hospital that day so i was my life was in that way and then another time i you know ate a, a bottle of sleeping pills and shot a bundle of dope and woke up two days later in my own like self <laughs> and like i was it's just bizarre right like what are these things meant to teach us right and so my story as weird and bizarre as it can be right i just i believe we all, all have this soul mission right and it's like this veil can be as thick or as thin as we want right and we can i can like adhere as much to as what i thought life would be for me and every every differentiation from that could be so painful 
or I could just surrender and view this as the, the story of, of the continuation of my soul and figuring out what that really means. So super grateful to be here to share my experience. Wow, thank you so much. I mean, I I know I know a bit about you already. And so there's a couple of things that I think I would like to introduce to our community a little bit. But there was a couple of things that you said that I wrote down and and one of the main ones is finding soul lessons in pain. Finding a lesson in discomfort. Now that's a practice. That doesn't just like come to us automatically, right? That's something that we have to actually consciously make the decision to do. Uh, even like in my present moments, you know, like where something uncomfortable is happening or I'm presented with a personality that I don't necessarily like, I have to make the conscious decision to say, this person is a reflection of you. What are you not looking at within yourself? Why are you seeing this reflection in another person? And it is annoying. Um, and okay, so you talked about somatic release as well. And I think something that comes up when I get to talk to somebody who has such like a richly contrasted experience is about, do you think that we have to go through pain in order to come into spiritual awareness? Let's say that you're a person who's just having kind of a regular life. Uh, like, and, and you don't have to deal with addiction or grief or depravity or like whatever, you know, the other kind of contrasted experiences are. What do you say to somebody like that, that that's not ever going to experience that deep, dark contrast? How do they get to a place of spiritual acceptance? Um, I, 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 yeah, it's just about like the soul's mission in this lifetime, right? Like I've, I've witnessed those people before on my, on my path. Right. And, and it, it's interesting to me at, at points, right. There's this comparison all the time that it can be, I've seen people almost make it like things that weren't, I don't know, actually, like, I don't think people have to go through pain. To answer your question, I don't think people have to go through pain to be able to experience spiritual wellness or spiritual, uh, yeah, like whatever it is, enlightenment. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I utilize, I sit with a medicine called combo. And so it's kind of like that, I feel like, has been a really great. Uh, platform for me to be able to get comfortable with the discomfort and find the healing behind it uh, because quite literally the medicine is like a physical uh, medicine that makes one feel a little un like quite uncomfortable depending on the person and um, it's you know only 20 minutes long but it removes a lot of toxins from the body um, a lot of old old bile and old thought patterns and old energy and there's a lot of scientific studies that you know big pharma is trying to get their hands on this but they can't because it's nature's medicine and anyway it's definitely a practice no people don't have to suffer no. yeah so you kind of touched on the, the aspect of your life that I'm aware of that I think would be beneficial for our communities maybe to learn a little bit about. And that's uh, your journey with different medicines in your 
in your soul healing process that you've gone through. And yeah, I just want to give you maybe a little bit of space to share, like you have so much knowledge around it. And I think that this is a nice opportunity to share about it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not indigenous. I um, don't really have like the complete right to like, you know, talk on this, but I, I will speak on my experience, right? Because I'm, I'm allowed to speak about my experience. I, I do believe that. So, um, yeah, I, I came to the medicines, the, the aboga, the began specifically, there is a difference. Uh, one of them is like a synthesized version of the plant aboga, that's ibogaine, and that's what they gave to me in the hospital. It's just this very unassuming pill. And, um, you know, I took it and I asked for more, and they were like, no, 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 you just wait. And, oh, I, I experienced many things. Um, it's 36 hours about, you know, like intensive stuff, and then like 48 hours just in a hole of just being in in the space um and what it is is it is marketed in places where it's legal um as an addiction interrupter it's not for everybody uh there's definitely contraindications within the health like the physical realm so it's if anybody does want to seek it out make sure it's a clinic that you know does those checks before one goes in it's a heavy medicine uh physically it's it's on the heart it's dehydrating so i had to be hooked up to a heart monitor and iv drip of saline and um just to get to the meat of it though right like it took me through my life before during and after my experiences in awareness and memory um and it also brought me to just a lot of knowledge about the universe uh there's other medicines like ayahuasca that maybe people know a little bit more about and a little bit more mainstream these days and it's known as the grandmother so aboga is known as the stern father so takes you through your life and it's like this is a waste of time get rid of this nope 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 <laughs> and so uh it also like wipes the serotonin and the dopamine clean in the brain and it increases the plasticity of the brain as well so for months afterwards that's where the person is able to have that elongated uh, and it removes for most people for some people after a flood dose which is a high dose um it removes withdrawals so that all of that combined right that plasticity it gives people like those two months after that dose of um that flood dose of just being able to and i mean i seeing people not be able to sleep for a month afterwards just because of the energy of the medicine itself it's like and it sounds like the whole jungle is buzzing in your ears and can't quite like stand up straight you i was lying down for the whole thing in another dimension um so that was a really helpful one and the one that they took us to afterwards was the 5meo or uh, also known as bufo come the the naturally occurring comes from the bufo aloe toad 
it's out in the desert, in the Sonora Desert, and uh, it's not really highly encouraged for people to go out and find this medicine themselves because the toads are very sensitive and they're endangered. There's a, a synthetic version called 5-MEO, and uh, being in this clinical setting, they gave us all, you know, synthetic versions. So I took the ibuprofen and the 5-MEO, and it was seeing the universe and then on the in in the outside and then seeing the universe was the ibogaine and then seeing the universe within was the five meal and experiencing all of the different communities and, and um, ecosystems within my own body not only on a biological level but like on a on the spiritual level too and, and it just like blew that out of the water for me um combo these two are psychedelic. Combo is not a psychedelic medicine. It is a physical medicine. And that came into my awareness like uh, less than a month after that, like a couple weeks after the, the two experiences I just spoke about. And an addiction, God bless somebody who doesn't experience withdrawal and addiction, but I would say 90% of my addiction was in withdrawal. <laughs> and so... Um, there was a lot of vomiting, a lot of sweating, a lot of diarrhea, you know, just the worst possible experience one could have physically. A flu, it's a flu. Like, imagine like a six-year-long flu. And um, so this this combo medicine, it's it comes from the Phylomedusa bicolor frog, which is a frog in the Amazonian rainforest. And it's used by the indigenous people, uh, I, I want to backtrack and talk about uh, aboga's indigenous root, but now I'm on the combo, so I'll just focus. Um, it's used, uh, it was brought to the tribes people's attention through the ayahuasca. The, the lore behind it, the, the story behind it is Chief Kampu had a village, a community that was very sick and he was trying to heal them, but nothing he could finish, nothing he could figure out was working. And he drank the ayahuasca uh, with intention to, to find an answer to heal his village. And she showed him the frog and how to apply it. And then they started applying it. And then the Western people started hearing about it. Peter Gorman was the first one to bring it up in the 1950s, 60s or so. And there's been a lot of healing for people. It, it brings on a a beautiful sense of clarity. It's used to clear the panema, the bad luck, the bad energy. It's used to increase their ability to hunt well, right? So if, if you translate that, like that's their food, that's their wellness, that's everything to them. So if you translate that to like our lives, right? Like how we can relate and recognize that, uh, you know, is like our wellness in every way, right? Like how do we eat in every way? And that's how the combo has really helped me. Um, yeah. And you can go on there more, yeah, but. Thank you. You know, the reason why I wanted to talk about this a little bit, um, it's just because it's information, you know, like it doesn't mean that you, ha you have, you should do something or you shouldn't do something or whatever. It's just like, this is the information that's out there. Whenever I hear stories about how people discovered 
these plants that are truly medicine in the world, it's always the most mystical, magical story. Like, how could you come to this? Graham Hancock has a great TED Talk where he talks about the roots of of ayahuasca and how the indigenous people came to find the vine that would activate the ayahuasca. And they said that the star people told them where to find this one specific vine out of tens of thousands of vines. And, you know, like just that story alone, I'm like, okay, there's something bigger at play. And so, yeah, it's crazy, right? So one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is, you know, you had mystical experiences that were brought on by medicines. And I want to, I want to hear about um, your answer to the validity of them. Like, do you feel like they're any less valid because they were brought on by, by some sort of medicine? Um, no, yeah, no, I don't think so. Right. Cause I, I wasn't, I wasn't meant to experience it in any other way. And, um, it's just what, what, what was meant for me. And I think that if anything, it helps my ability to verify its strengths because it gave, gave me a platform to really dive into that rather than it's come flooding forward for me, which would have been far more confusing, I feel like. And, um... Yeah, it's it's definitely been a blessing for me. I don't think it's any less valid. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, thank you for that reflection. I mean, because it's definitely something that comes up. You know, people say like, "Oh, well, it's drugs," or even when it comes to near death experiences, you always get a lot of naysayers that like, "Oh, well, the brain is dying, and so that's just what happens when the brain dies." But, you know, we're we're all having these mirrored experiences, whether they're brought on by plant medicine or a death experience or an outer body experience or deep in meditation or whatever the the way that it comes. And I love the way that you framed it. This is the way that you were meant to experience it. And I feel like we all have ways that we're meant to experience things. And I love that framing of it. But, you know, regardless of how we experience them, they are all mirrored. Like we all have sort of the same experience. We all go to the same spaces. We all see the same things and it might vary in degree, but there's just so many similarities. It's, it's impossible to say that, that we're not entering like the, the true spiritual realm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just full compassion for the people that like aren't ready to experience that buoyancy in their, in their life and their spirit. If, you know, that's just the way I kind of feel about it. Um, and it's like, okay, right. Like I, I wish you the best of luck in finding that in your own way, because yeah, it's, it's an important time I feel like in the world. And it's been an interesting like experience for me over the past seven years, kind of watching this earth uh that we all live on go through so much and people really start to realize what's happening and um you know i just i lost my train of thought the connection i was making in that but my point is oh because it's it's yeah like the fact that they aren't ready to see it like maybe they're scared i i was scared you know that's okay 
doesn't yeah. mean my experience is any less valid than theirs. Right. Do you think that everyone will have a spiritual awakening in their lifetime or this lifetime, this this time that we're in now? No, not particularly. So let me, I, I want to, you brought something up that is something else that I'd kind of like to hear you talk about. Cause I know, I know a couple of the things that you're passionate about, but I would love to hear about um, your relationship with nature as your spiritual process has unfolded. Definitely. Um, one of my favorite things to think about was in the beginning of my sobriety, I was all over the place, you know, just, physically on that day i had my headphones in i was sweating i was doing farm work and we were supposed to be taking weeds out of the ground or something and i had a wheelbarrow and so i was rushing around and i rushed over this little beet plant and mind you i had no idea right that i was rushing over this beet plant i would had my music on i was sweating i was hot in southern california right but i heard this just this energy i felt this energy like this like cry out this this like oh you know and i turned around and my wheelbarrow had gone over this baby bee plant and i was just like floored because i'm telling you my lack of groundedness and awareness in that moment was so intense and to be brought back by something that i had no ability to hear you know um it really like struck this chord in me where it was like, okay, like this is real. Right. And even before I, I got sober, right. Like I was blessed to have a family that moved from Queens, New York to uh, suburbia when I was two years old. And so I always had a yard and amid the times of like my family fighting or whatever was going on at my home, um, I could just go outside and watch the moss on the rocks flow as the river went over it. It was a tiny stream, not a river. Um, um, but that right there, just that, that fluidity, that, that passing. Right. And even in the moments, like in my, in my sobriety, in my, spiritual journey however we say right like we're just that connection to to nature there's this one experience right where it was that day betty that that we we didn't experience it together but we experienced the same thing it was that day and um i got dosed on like 10 hits of lsd against my consent and i was out of my head just i did not was not ready for that and Everything felt like it was falling apart, right? My whole every, every, everything. But there was the sunrise or the sunset. I forget it once. Time is non-existent at that point. <laughs> um, so, but I just remember watching the sunrise and the sunset. And I, I was sitting on this chair, this hiking chair, right? It folds out, it's comfy. You can kind of sit sideways on it. And I had my hand on the ground and and I was just watching the, the sun set, whatever, and thinking, wow, like, because my cousin was in the ground at that point. I was like, you know, like, she's in here. Even though she's not literally underneath, like, where I'm sitting, like, she's in here. 
and like the earth is in here and all this love is in here right and like the sun is right here and that's all that matters and of course when i you know took a lot of work to really like integrate that um right and so that was a really beautiful experience for me and, and coming more uh intimate with nature right and even further on um having the experience of like growing gourmet uh mushrooms right like being able to connect with such a beautiful energy uh and being able to not only like witness that that strength but also that fragility and um that that knowledge and that that chance right because even with the same mushroom right you could have a genetic mutation and something looks so different and and it's like it's so freeing right looking at nature in all these different ways right it's like okay we have like these laws of physics and like these laws of this and that and whatever but the thing is is there's still so much variation in it and like that's where like the magic happens i feel like we try so hard to like make sense of everything and that's a great foundation but then where the, all the magic comes in right there's this this cave in northern california that has these crystals that come out of the wall in like curly cubes and like different shapes and these crystals are so fragile that water or a finger or the wrong amount of anything will crack it and dissolve it but for some reason the water in that cave during that time of formation was able to to create such a space right for these crystals to grow and in such a unique form that there's only all the caves in all the world think uh, only five percent of them have a, a handful of these in there and yeah i just i love nature oh my goodness i love you so much i love i love like yeah like i like i shared before we have so many parallels we're not the same personality we're not the same person but we have so many parallels and your your ability to see life through this, the lens that you do, I find it so admirable. And I love witnessing your journey and like being a piece of it with each other. I also felt that same excitement when I shared about like our parallels and finding each other, because that's really been such a huge part of my own spiritual journey is finding my people. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're in each other's life all day, every day. It means that we have these little moments of intersection with each other. And it's that remembrance that, oh yeah, we planned this out before to find yeah. each other and to affirm each other and to not feel alone. And I get that so much with you. Like I'm covered in goosebumps right now. I'm so, mm -hmm. so grateful for your <laughs> willingness to come and, and chat today and to share this really vulnerable, authentic piece of yourself and to stand in your spiritual truth and to share your knowledge with us. And I'm just so grateful. I just want to see if there's anything else that you'd like to share to feel more complete about our time together well you know i'll just reflect that back to you betty i mean like you witness me and i witness you in your growth and 
your experience and it's just like it's such an honor and it's such an inspiration to see you speak your truth you know and and like just keep standing in your power right and it's it's such an inspiration to just keep on for me like fighting that good fight and walking that that walk right and and to talk the talk let myself do that you know so thank you so much for for giving me this opportunity i really appreciate it and and you just have such a, a a beautiful soul and there's so much everything that you know goosebumps yeah all love and oneness <laughs> love you so much okay guys we'll see you next time thanks so much be wavy <laughs> <laughs>